We are up to Simen Tov Mem Zayin, the halachas of Tarovis Chometz on Pesach. Now this calls for something of an introduction. Um, we are now dealing with the halachas of Chometz that got mixed into food on Pesach itself. In Kolatar Kula, the halacha is that when you have a Tarovis, a mixture of Isser and Heter. So the first rule is that Midaraisa there is a halacha of bitl barov. When you really have two substances that mix and they appear as one, um, we say that the the rov um, wins out over the miut. We call the entire mixture by the name of the rov. The source to this is the halacha of achrei rabim lahatos in the Sanhedrin, whereby we say that if the majority of the Sanhedrin votes one way, they vote chayiv or they vote zakai, we say that the entire Sanhedrin is a Sanhedrin that was mechayiv or mezake. Um, so here too we learn that whenever you have a mixture, you have a tarovis of iser veheter, the halach is that there's bitl barov. However, the halach is that if you're dealing with min b'she'eno mino, if you are dealing with um, two substances that have different tastes, so we say that there's a new halacha of tam ki'ikr, where we learn out that um, if there is something in, if there is something oser within it that is a miut, it's a minority of it. If it's tam, if its taste can be can be detected in the food, then it is too chashiv to be bottle. It is not bottle. Not only is it not bottle, but then there's an, another halacha we learn out in tam ki'ikr. But once it has tam iser, the entire tarovis of iser veheter now gets a shame iser. So the halacha being that if you have a substance of iser inside of a tarovis that gives tam to the entire mixture, the halacha is that the entire mixture becomes aser. Now this is in Kala Torah Kula, therefore we conclude that in Kala Torah Kula Minha Torah, when you have a mixture of two substances whose tastes are identical, that is called Min Bemino, and the Din is there is Bittel Barov. Whereas in Min B'She'eno Mino, when the substances have different tastes, then the Halachi is that you need Bittel B'Shishim. What you need is that the Heter should be 60 times the Iser, so that you will no longer taste the Iser, so that the rule of Tam Ki'ikr will not apply. Midrabanon, even in the case of min bemino, you need sixty. You need shishim. Kedain nesinas tam beenomino. Chazal made exera of mino to enomino, and they said that in mino as well, whenever you have a tarovis of two substances, even though their tastes are identical, and there's no way of detecting the fact that there's some iser here, so even though you have a majority of heter, it is still usr unless you have sixty times as much. A heter as you do iser, so that had it been a substance with a different taste, you could not have detected it anyway. So in Kola Tarakula, we now know the rule of bitl b'shishim. Whenever you have a tarovis of iser veheter in a way that they're not detectable, in a way that you cannot discern between the two, which is one big substance, the halachi is that you need shishim. If the two substances have um, different taste, then that shishim is midaraisa. If they're the same taste, then it, it is midarabana. Now let's begin the Mechaber here with regard to Pesach. Chometz bePesach oser taruvaso bein bemino bein shelo bemino bemashehu. Chometz on Pesach itself will make oser whatever it falls into. If you have chometz that mixes with non-chometz, whether it's mino or eno mino, whether the taste is identical or not identical, the halachi is it is bemashehu. There is no such thing as bitl. The smallest amount of chametz that falls into a mixture on Pesach itself is not bottled. The entire thing is oser. 
Afilu Bahano, not only for the Yisra Achila, but also for the Yisra Hanoa, and the Ramok adds to that, Hagoa, V'tzorich Lisrof Hakol. And you've got to burn the entire mixture. You couldn't even go ahead and sell the entire mixture to a non-Jew and make sure that you're just not charging him for the chametz in it. This way you're not being nana from the chametz. Because we look at the entire mixture as being iser, as being chametz. Now, where does this halacha come from? Um, where do we get this chumrah of chametz? So there's a machlokas rishonim. And uh, we paskin like, uh, like like what seems to be Rov Rishonim that the reason why chametz bePesach is not bottle it's bemashu is because of the chumra of chametz. Since the halachi is that chametz there's an iser of of karis if someone eats chametz on Pesach it's there, it's bekaris came Chazal and said to make sure that a person will avoid eating chametz on Pesach they gave it a chumra that there is no Torah's bittel to chametz on Pesach. Regardless of the proportions, if chametz mixes with non-chametz on Pesach, the halach is that the entire thing is usr. If it's a, 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 the tiniest drop of chametz that mix into the largest amount of non-chametz, the halach is that it's uh, that the whole thing is is usr. Now to, the Rambam shita is that there's another reason why it's not bottle. The Rambam shita is that chametz is called davar sheeshlo matirin. Meaning, chametz is only also on Pesach, but after Pesach it becomes heter. The halachi is that something that will become heter later, you're not supposed to eat it in a matzah of, of, of iser, even though it's bottle. Uh, so the Ramam sheet is that chametz for Pesach is called a davar sheeshlo matirin, and therefore it's not bottle. There are all sorts of nafkaminis between the two sheetas. Um, among, uh, among other things, uh, the, Ramba, uh, the Rambam's halacha would apply even on Erev Pesach, Meaning from uh, from uh, um, from as soon as chametz becomes also an erev pesach, even though there is no karis. Whereas according to Rov Rishonim, who say that the reason is because of the chumra of karis, since there is no karis on erev pesach till the night, even though the chametz is also, there would be a Torah's bittel. So the the, um, the the Rambam sheet is that the reason it's not bottle is because it is a davar sheeshla matirin. We're later going to see that uh, we happen to paskin the pashtas like Rov Rishonim, and on erev Pesach there is Torah's bittel. Um, there's another sheet here. Tosis brings the sheet of the sheiltos. Uh, the sheiltos learns up the Gemara that there was no chiddush here whatsoever. Um, that uh, the Gemara that says that chametz is b'mashu happens to be going according to the shittas that hold that there is no Torah's bittel to min b'mino and kala tarakula, which happens to be shittas Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda has a limud that when you have two substances that have an identical name, um, the halachi is, and just one of them happens to be Asr and one of them happens to be mutter, uh, the halachi is that the Torah ne- never gave a, uh, a halacha bittel to that whatsoever. So, uh, um, the, 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 the shita is that since we don't paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, there is no Gemara telling us that Chametz Pesach is Bamashu. We don't paskin like the Shultis. Uh, we're going to find that Betsiruf, all kinds of other things, there are times that we rely on it. But generally speaking, the actual halacha, the Pashtis is, um, like the Shittis Atosis, the Mishnabur brings this down, that it is because of Chumr the Chametz, because Chametz for Pesach is Bakaris, Chazal took away the Torah's bitl for Chametz on Pesach itself. 
Um, the Mishnah brings down that this that the Ramah says that you can't go and uh, and sell the rest of it, meaning sell the tarovas for the price that it would have been worth without the chametz that's inside it. Um, the Mishnah brings down that in Mokum Hefsid, Hefsid Gadol, you're allowed to rely on that, meaning that you can sell the entire mixture uh, quickly because you have to get it out of, out of your rishus. Remember, the Ramah said to burn it. Um, you can sell it and make sure that you're not charging for the additional chametz that fell, but that's only when it's a great loss. Further, the Ramah says, "Miu kelim shenizbashel bem mutarim laachra pesach vein sarach shvira ohagala." Kelim that were used um, that were used for chametz. The halacha is that uh, you're allowed to just put them away and use them after pesach. And uh, the fact that they have chametz on Pesach inside them doesn't answer them. Not only that, but if someone went ahead and used a, a keli on Pesach for chametz, right? What happened if if uh, what happened if someone by accident cooked chametz on Pesach? So of course he realizes he throws out the chametz. What's with the keli? The keli doesn't have to be broken. The keli can be left. Uh, what is balua in the keli, you're not over on, on bal yirah, bal yimatzah. You have to put it away, we'll learn later, in a way that you won't accidentally use it for Pesach food. Now, after Pesach, the halach is that you're allowed to use it. Um, now, even though chametz shall over alav ha-Pesach is aser, so the halach is, um, within 24 hours, while it's a ben yomo, the halach is that you could not use it for anything else. Uh, afterwards, 24 hours later, we say that whatever taste was absorbed into in a keli uh, is no longer a good taste, it is no sentam gam and won't answer anything. Now, this is a, a, a general halacha. The halacha is, um, I don't want to go too far and prevent people from, from asking Shilas, the halacha is if you accidentally use a treif pot or a milky pot for fleshiks, a treif pot for kosher, if this pot was not used within 24 hours before you used it for something kosher or, or, or milking or fleshik, if it wasn't used for 24 hours before, the halach is we say that whatever was nivla in the pot, whatever was absorbed into the pot is no longer a good taste and will not have the ability to ruin the food that you cook in it afterwards. So if someone accidentally uses a fleshik pot for cooking milchiks, if this fleshik pot was not used within 24 hours before it was it was used now for milchiks, the halach is your milchiks is kosher. The, the pot is, is now has milk and meat inside it. But the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the milk that you went and cooked up in it would be kosher. Similarly, if someone accidentally used a trave pot, but it wasn't within 24 hours of its last use, and uh, he went and uh, cooked something kosher in it. The halach is the food is kosher. Lichat um, chila, you're not allowed to use a treif pot, uh, even though it's more than 24 hours later. Similarly, you're not allowed to use, even b'sha'asat chak, a fleshik pot for milchiks, if you know it hasn't been used for 24 hours, even though it won't ruin the food. Chazal asered using a treif pot that is an eno ben yomo as a gzeira otu ben yomo. I mean, theoretically, just imagine this, midar a person can have one pot, uh, on Monday he uses it for fleshiks, on Tuesday for milchiks, on Wednesday for fleshiks, on Thursday for milchiks, as long as they're 24 hours apart, so the taste inside the pot is no sentam lefkam, and it won't answer anything. Came the Rabbanon and said, you know, that would be rather confusing. People won't remember if their pot is a ben yomo or an ene ben yomo. Therefore, they asered lichatchila, to use an eno ben yomo pot that is treif for kosher, that is milchik for fleshik, that is fleshik for milchik. It does not ruin the food, remember, 
in order to ruin the, the food, it has to be a bin yoma. If it's an ain a bin yoma, it will not ruin the food. Nevertheless, nevertheless, it is also to use lechatchila. Says the Mishnah Bura Chiddush here. Chamit she'over lava pesach, that is more than 24 hours after, after it was used for chamit. Let's say two days, uh, two days after pesach, you now want to use this pot. Chazal never made a gzeir over here of Atu ben Yomo. Uh, because you know it couldn't possibly be a ben Yomo of Chomet Shavrlava Pesach if it's more than 24 hours after Pesach. So here Chazal never asked an Eina ben Yomo. Therefore, if Chalila, someone cooks uh, Chomet on Pesach in a, in a pot, and now after Pesach he wants to use this pot for, for Chomet, for regular food after Pesach, we do not say that this is also Midrabanan because you're using a pot that has Blias of Isser. Those, the Isser is Nosen Tam Lifgam, and in this case, there was no reason to make a Gzeira, whereby you're going to be confused. So, once again, the Halach is Chometz Am Pesach itself, answers a Taroves B'mashuhu. The Kalim, though, are Mutter after Pesach. Now the Mechaber goes on. V'din Taruvaso Kedin Shar Kola Taroves. The Din of, uh, of, uh, of the mixtures of Chometz and non-Chometz are like all other ones. The only difference between chametz and everything else is that there's no din of bitl b'shishim, whereas all other halachas remain the same. Whereas in any case, where in, in a tarovis of iser veheter, there would not have been a need for shishim, only taking out the outer layer. Klipa means to peel, taking off the outer layer. Or netilas makam, or taking a finger width um, off the uh, off the food. Af pachametz came. What is that? Shecham bacham below rotif. In a case where you have two hot things that touch, but there's no liquid there. Example: What you have is a hot a piece of bread that just came out of the oven that touched uh, that touched uh, um, a hot piece of uh, of matzah. <laughs> Um, without any liquid whatsoever, dai beklipa, kishari surim. All it needs is klipa. Now lemaisa, this is not the case. The halacha is uh, the halacha is not this way. The um, the halacha is that um, the halacha is that that uh, when you have hot on top of cold. So there we say that if one of them is usher and one of them is mutter, since the bottom one was cold and the top one was hot. We say that tata gover, the the one on the bottom determines whether this is going to be hot or cold, um, and therefore, since the bottom one is the cold one, we say that its ability to give off taste, whether it's the top or the bottom that's giving off the taste, since the bottom one is cold, that inhibits the ability of transfer of taste and it, it limits it to a klipa. Which means, for example, if you have a hot dry piece of meat on top of a hot dry piece of cheese. The halach, uh, excuse me, on top of a cold, dry piece of cheese, the halachi is that we would say only the outer part, the, the very top layer of cheese and the very bottom layer of meat actually mixed, and everything else did not mix. So what you would have to do is actually shave off the top a piece of cheese, cut off the bottom of the of the meat where they touched. Those two would be aser, and the rest would be mutter. This is cham al gabetzonin needs klipa, whereas if the bottom one is hot. Whether the top is cold or hot, but if the bottom one is hot, there we say that it uh, it actually travels, um, it actually tra- penetrates into the milk or the meat, um, the width of a finger, ke'etzpa, that's, that's what we call natilas makum. 
So once again, if it's cham al gabe tsonin, the halachi is you need klipa. If it is tsonin al gabe cham or cham al gabe cham, um, you need natila. Now this is all different than the halacha of lach balach of where you have a liquid there. Meaning, if you have something that is wet, there we call it a tavshil, there we're dealing with cooking, and the halachi is that you will need shishin. That's where in kolaterakul you'll need shishin. Consequently, in Pesach, where there is no bittel, shishin would not be enough, and even a mashu would aser. Not so when you're dealing with, um, say, chama gabitzonin, where all it asses is a klipa, there we would say on Pesach also all you need is a klipa, because the bottom of it never got any chametz. So let's say you had a hot piece of chametz on top of a thick piece of, uh, of matzah, and everything is totally dry, and it was hot on top of cold, it is only the top, the very top layer um, that would actually become chametz thick. The rest of it, we would say, did not absorb a mashuhu even, and therefore would be mutter. So the only time that we're saying that uh, chametz that, that, uh, is the mashu is where there was actually a tarovis, a complete fusion of the two, and that is in the case where there's a liquid, like a tafshil. Whereas if you're dealing with two dry objects, if the bottom one was cold, it will not go further than a klipa. If the top one, if the bottom one was hot, um, then it will go as far as the width of an etzpa. So once again, let's see the machaber inside. Avil in b'shar tarovus lo hayatzar shishim el klipa on etilus makom where we say that a klipa is enough or an atilas malkam is enough, because that limits the amount that the iser traveled, that will also limit the amount that the chametz traveled. Af b'chametz came. Shecham b'cham b'lorotev dai b'klipa b'shari surim. So once again, um, the Mepharshim say this doesn't mean cham b'cham is enough with klipa. It's cham al-gabitzonin that needs klipa, whereas cham b'cham needs an atilas malkam. V'chein, im noga kiker chametz. Now this v'chein is not v'chein, the Mishtabur changes it to u'lochein, and therefore. Im noga kiker chametz bekiker matzah u'shneim chamin. If you have a loaf of chametz that touches a loaf of matzah, the Ashkenazi matzah that we know of is very thin, but remember, meiker adin matzah, as long as it wasn't allowed to rise and contains no yeast, uh, if it was made very quickly, can actually be thick. Our minig is to make extremely thin ones. Uh, you're allowed to have a matzah up until a tefach. So what's the halach? Ushneim chamin, they're both hot. Ve'en sham dover on, and there is nothing to go and spread the iser, meaning not only is there nothing wet, but there's also um, nothing fatty that will be able to spread the iser. Lo oser ela moko magol belvad. It will only answer the place that it touched, meaning a finger width, a ke'etzpa. Lefisha eno mavlia yoser. Because it cannot allow any more, um, any more to be absorbed. Now, the halachi is, um, in, in Kalatara Kula, whenever you have a, uh, a case of, of the two things that touch and say they're both hot and you need an atilis makum, for example. You need an atilis makum. The halachi is that if one of them is fatty, then, uh, then, then we say that what happens is that that takes it further and once again, you're going to need bitl b'shishim in the entire piece, because something fatty will go and transfer the taste. In fact, the halachi is that when, when two things touch, and uh, and they're both hot, and one's usr and one's mutter, so you have to take away a finger width of where they touched. Plus, you will need shishim in the entire in in the entire heter against the iser. 
Now, um, in the case of chametz, we said that where, wherever you're going to need shishim, shishim isn't going to help you. So if this was something fatty, the halacha would be that everything would asa. If you have a, a, a small piece of chametz that uh, touched a big piece of matzah and they're very of, of something kosher pesach, they're both hot and uh, and one of them is fatty, the halachi is that we would say that the taste travels, you will need shishim in the entire thing, in the entire matzah thing, the entire heter thing against the chametz, and on Pesach, shishim isn't enough. So the halacha would be that it would answer the whole thing. Now, in Kol of the Ramah is machmir to say that we are mistapic, that everything is shamin. We are not bikiyim in what is kochush and what is shamin. We are always afraid that something may really be fatty, even though we don't think it is. Um, in the case of, of chametz here, where you had chametz and matzah touching, the, the Ramah did not give us his famous enum bikiyim b'shamin that he did in Yaredeya. So the poskim are mistopic why that happened. The maskon of the Mishnaburah seems to be that the Ramah holds that since chametz by nature is never fatty, meaning what makes chametz is grain, therefore there's no reason why we have to be mistopic that maybe it's fatty. You're dealing with a piece of bread. Uh, we're not dealing with anything that there's any reason to begin thinking that perhaps there's something fatty here. Therefore the Ramah over here did not worry about our not being bulky in what is shamein and what isn't. Whereas if there really would be would be uh, um, a shamein, there would be shamnunis, then the halacha would be that it would answer the whole thing. So let us say, for example, you have an oily piece of chametz, an oily piece of, of chametz bread um, that touched a matzah. The halacha is it would answer that entire matzah. There it would, enti- would answer the entire one. Um, not only that, but if that matzah now touches other matzahs, it, it was it was touching other matzahs. The halacha would be that you would have to cut off the uh, the the, uh, the the top piece. Um, so this was the first uh, the, the first part of the first sif of Tufnim Zayin. We covered quite a bit. Let's go over the basic yisodas. Number one, that in Kola Kula, whenever you have a tarovis, if they have identical tastes, midaraisa, there's bitul barov. Um, whereas Midorabonon, we will deal with it as if they had different tastes. When they have different tastes, Midoraisa, there's a halach of Tam Ki'ikr, you will need Bitl Bashishim to nullify the taste of the Yisr, because if you could taste Yisr, the halach is that the Yisr isn't bottle and that it transforms the whole thing into Yisr. Um, chametz on Pesach itself is not bottle. If Chametz falls into, into something on Pesach in a way that we now have a mixture, even though it's totally non-discernible, the halacha is the entire mixture is chametzdik. Where do we say that halacha? That is only with regard to where you need bitl b'shishim. But in a case where two things touch, and it is not a tafshil, you're not dealing with liquids, and you're also not dealing with anything fatty or greasy. What you're dealing with is two dry substances. The upper one is hot, the bottom one is cold. The halacha is all that could penetrate would be just the top layer of it, we would say the same thing if the top is, is uh, say, is chametz and the bottom is, is matzah and it's cold. All we would do is have to scrape off the very top layer of it. We would not say that it goes any further um, because it's only where you need shishim that we say there's no bitl b'shishim on Pesach. But where we know that Easter doesn't travel at all, so on Pesach it doesn't travel either. Um, the same thing going where the bottom one is hot, so you need to take off a, a, a finger width. Uh, the same would go for Pesach. Pass the finger with, you would not pass the ke'etzpa, would not have to be removed. 
there there's no need for shishim. If there's any shash, that there's anything fatty there, there we would say that the whole thing becomes asr on Pesach. Now this is all with regard to the food itself, with regard to kalim, a keli of isr, the halachas in Eino ben Yomo doesn't asr, it just you're not allowed to use an Eino ben Yomo as a gzera. In the case of chamit sha'ovr alav ha-Pesach, to use that after Pesach, since there's no way that one will get confused of it being a ben Yomo because it's after Pesach, the halachi is that an Eino ben Yomo will be mutter to use the chatchila. You don't have to kasher a pot for chametz that was ax- that was a, a Pesach pot that was accidentally used for for chametz on Pesach. If you want to reuse it next year for 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 Pesach, then of course you will have to kasher it first.